in today's show, we're looking ahead to Monday in the NBA, what to watch for, and also streaming options. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and... Hey, if you want to hear about the uh, Rookie of the Year, Evan Mobley, why don't you go check out Locked On Cavs as well with Evan and Chris. We have a favorite, or we have a Locked On podcast, whatever your favorite team is, so go and check that out. We're here to do the What to Watch For for Monday's action across the NBA. Another eight games on Monday. Let's crack in straight away. And the first game we're going to watch is the New York Knickerbockers. Will Kemba Walker play? He rested today on the first night of a back-to-back. We didn't know, well, we don't know whether that's going to be a regular plan for him, but he didn't play today. So will he play tomorrow? I would hope so. Let's see how that all looks. And Kemba's last couple of games have not been particularly great. So let's hope we get a bit of a bounce back. And then also Rowan Barrett, who'd been playing well, and then was a disaster against the Cavs. And my issue with Barrett is he has a lack of supporting stats. Rebounds, assists, steals, blocks are all below average. And then when he has these off nights, then his numbers drop way down. Now, he has improved this year for sure, but it was a stinker from him. So let's hope that we get back on the bandwagon and he uh, looks much better in this game. Well, for the Sixers, still a bunch of absences there. Harris, um, Thibel, Simmons, of course. Danny Green might return. But what are we going to see from um, Shake Milton, who's looked great so far? Like, if Green is back, where does Milton fit? Does he take any of Maxi's minutes? That's going to be really key for me. And then also Furkan Korkmaz, who has been playing at a pretty high level, but he can be quite up and down. He's an interesting stream guy, but how they use the Milton, Korkmaz, Niang, and especially if Green is back, how that all works together is going to be really, really intriguing for me. The next game I want to watch is that... Well, not, not, I'm going to watch all of them. But the next game, that what I want to look for in the next game, that's what I'm trying to say, is the Nets and the Bulls. Jimmy Harden. Finally, the shots went in on Sunday. And he looked good. Will he continue that run? Let's hope so. Also want to watch Joe Harris. Now, you know that I am pretty firmly in the camp of Joe Harris is not a must-roster 12-team league guy. I'd like to see him do something to change my mind. He won't. But I just want to watch him. I haven't really paid a huge amount of attention to Joe Harris this year, apart from telling you that he's not a must-roster 12-team league guy. While for the Bulls, Derek Jones Jr. quietly is playing really well. When he goes in, they play well. When he comes out, they struggle. And we see how much they struggle to start every single game. I want to watch his defensive stats. I want to see how much they use him. I want to see if Billy Donovan has any change to the substitution patterns to get more minutes to Jones. I also want to watch the uh, the skater boy, Zach Levine. He's dealing with that busted thumb, but his usage has been absolutely through the roof, like 35 plus the last couple of games. It's him and DeRozan doing everything while the rest of the offense sort of sits around and watches. So will Levine maintain that high level of usage? Will he maintain what he's been doing, or will there be some sort of a change as other players look to get involved after their loss the other day? Maybe there's some sort of change upcoming. I don't know. <clears throat> the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. D'Angelo Russell could be back. 
And if he is back, what does that mean for both Malik Beasley and Patrick Beverly, who have seen their minutes increase without Russell? Who is the biggest beneficiary? Like who, or who's the guy that maintains the most value out of that combination? Beasley's last couple of games have been really good. He's an interesting stream guy, especially if we do hear that Russell is out. But if Russell is back, how they use Russell, Beverly, and Beasley is going to be really key. For the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks is out. So we're going to get another start from the wave pool, De'Anthony Melton. Now, people are dropping him left, right, and center. I do not agree with that at all. But I want to see how he looks. His last couple of games haven't been particularly good. And don't get me wrong. I do not think De'Anthony Melton has top 50 upside this season or even top 75. But he can be around the 100 to 110 mark, which is totally fine. But I want to see how he looks in this game. Also, Steve Adams. Last game was a disaster for the Grizzlies. They got their asses kicked, so everyone's minutes were well down. But Adams have been trending down before that anyway. So is he moving towards a drop? It definitely feels like that to me. And if you're in like a 10-team league, I do think you move on. But I want to see how he gets used, what his minutes look like in this game, and what that means for Steven Adams as we move forward. But what I've got to tell you about now is prize picks. Because prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's just you against the projected numbers. Prize picks is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. And it's not just the superstar players. Even the bench guys in their low minutes, you can use those in your ups or ups and downs, in your over-unders. That's what I'm trying to say. Over-under props on prize picks. Whatever prop you can think of, prize picks have it. You just pick two to five players, chuck them into a lineup, and it's just you versus that projected number. You pick the over-under, and you can win up to 10 times your entry. And when you go on there and sign up and make a deposit, you get 100% match deposit up to 100 bucks if you use the promo code NBA. Also allows mixed sport entry. So chuck your Monday Night Football guys in there as well as your eight-game Monday NBA slate. Combine them together and get that entry in, which takes under 60 seconds to get an entry in on Prize Picks. And the withdrawals are safe and easy. So don't hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com at Prize or at PrizePicks.com using the promo code NBA or download the app and start it off. And Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And you got your prize picks lineup done. And you want to watch those games. So you watch your live sports here. And then after the games are done, you want to watch something else. And you got it on another device. And then you got your highlights you watch on your phone. And then you've got your neighbors log in for the other good stuff. It's just a mess. It's a complete schmozzle, in fact. Everything is all over the shop. And we want to tell you about a great way to finally get your TV together. It is Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together in one place like never before. So you can watch your shows, movies, and sports all in that one spot. No more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. That's directtv.com. You can find out more right at directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. All right, let's go to the next game. We're looking at the Pelicans and the Mavericks. Nikhil Alexander-Walker has been playing poorly. We know that he is an absolute chucker. We know, or hopefully you knew, that if you drafted him, you were going to have to take into consideration that your field goal percentage could be urinated on from a very great height. And that is exactly what has happened. But I'd like to see a little bit more from Alexander Walker, who looks honestly not NBA starting caliber at this point. I'm still holding him in fantasy, but it hasn't been great. I also want to watch Josh the Hitman Hart. We don't know if Brandon Ingram or Herbalicious Jones are going to play. They're both questionable. Will Hart start over Jones? Will Hart produce anything? Even in this opportunity, he's been really underwhelming. I do not believe Josh the Hitman Hart is a 12-team league must roster player, but he, I want to see how it looks. Well, for the Mavs, the, not the Mavs, the Mavs, Jalen Brunson, he's killing it at the moment. Killing it. Even with Porzingis back, he's dominating off the bench, and he is a must-roster player. Well, Porzingis, Porzingis, he's back. 
and he played really well in that first game. Look, what we saw earlier on was not indicative of who he is as a player. This is more exciting for Puzingas. If you could trade him for a top 50 player, I probably would, given the fact that his legs could fall off at any stage. But I do want to watch to see if he looks more like that one game versus the bullshit that we saw at the start of the year from KP. The Heat and the Nuggets. Bam, Adebayo. Bam, 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 bam. Last game from Bam, we got assists. We got six of them. But he's been way more aggressive offensively. He's shooting free throws at a high rate. He's looked really good. Now, again, people were looking at him as the turn of a first-round player, which I didn't agree with. But he's a solid back-end second-round guy who's traded assists for higher usage and better rebounding. And it's working out pretty well. While Tyler Hero... Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. He's been really good. He's shouldering such a large usage load for this team. And it's working out pretty well. Now, there's probably going to be some issues with efficiency at some point. But the way that he's playing at the moment has been super strong. And I just want to watch to see, again, where he sort of fits in that pecking order and how much he dominates the ball in that second unit, which he obviously does. Well, for the Nuggets, we're going to watch the big stiffy, Bones Highland. There is no Michael Porter Jr. He's out. So is the boner going to have to take on more usage? Well, you know that Will Barton's going to get more shots, but someone else has to take shots. And Bones is really the only other guy on this team who's got that real usage ramp-up ability. He was shit house last game, though. Let's watch that. And let's also watch to see whether Aaron Gordon can take full advantage of no Murray and no Porter. It hasn't really been in his nature, but this is the opportunity to do it. And if Porter is going to be out a few games, which is what's rumored, yeah, Gordon does remain a really strong 12-team league ad in that sort of scenario. The Hawks and the Warriors. Cam Reddish, last couple of games have been putrid. I'd like to see how they use him here. I don't think Reddish is a must-roster player. I think he's a solid stream option, but not a must-roster guy. While the Baptist Johnny Collins is listed probable with his foot issue, he put up good numbers last game. I don't think this is really bothering him, but he has occurred, well, he has appeared on the injury report quite a few times with this foot problem, so let's watch that. While for the Warriors, it is a back-to-back -back for them. So let's watch Geordie Poole, who has been much better the last couple of games. We want to see him do more than just score without any free throw attempts or anything else. But he's been doing that at a really high level, and he remains a 12-team league guy. Well, let's watch the mitten, Gary Payton, whose last couple of games prior to Sunday, I haven't, don't know what's happened Sunday yet, have been really good. He's got a rotation role, but is that enough to push into 12-team value? It's probably not. The Suns and the Kings. Frank the Tank Kaminsky. Do you know Aiton is out again? So Kaminsky is probably going to get some good value. He's going to come off the bench, but he played 29 minutes the two games that Aiton hasn't played. So he is an excellent streamer. Well, I also want to watch Cam Johnson, a guy that's a good shooter that can't shoot more than 35% from three. He has significantly regressed. You know that I've been lower on him than others. And, but I, just, okay, to say that, I've been lower on him than the others. I still don't like the pick at pick 11 when they picked him, but he is better than this. But maybe he's not good enough to ever be an NBA starter. I'd like to see a little bit more from him. Well, for the Kings... Davion Mitchell, the one that everyone is super excited about. But I just don't see this full pathway for him being a 12-team league guy. Streamer, sure. But a 12-team league guy, it's going to require an injury. And it could require an injury to someone like De'Aaron Fox. Fox has improved a little bit over the last three games. It's still not excellent, but he has improved somewhat. So I want to see if we can get some of the old De'Aaron Fox back. I'm losing hope in that, though. The Hornets and the Lakers. Back-to-back -back for the Hornets. Um, can Miles Bridges keep it up? 
Yeah, that's always we're going to watch. Can he keep this usage and efficiency going? And Terry Rozier, can we see some improvement in what he's been doing? Because he's been pretty poor for the majority of this season. Well, for the Lakers, no LeBron. Anthony Davis is questionable. Can Russell Westbrook shoot better than 7%? Yes, he can. But can he look like he's at least a passable NBA starter? Because he hasn't in a lot of these games. Let's see a little bit more from Russ. While Carmelo Anthony struggled in his revenge game against the Blazers, but what is he able to do here? He's been shooting the lights out. We know that. Career-high defensive stats. I don't buy any of that. But I do buy that the minutes are going to be up and the production will be up while LeBron and maybe Anthony Davis are sidelined. So let's wait on that. Guys, Thanksgiving is coming up, and we know what Thanksgiving's about. Family, but forget family. It's about food. It's about eating. But there's so much calories in this stuff, especially dessert. A slice of pie is 300 calories. Why don't you get a Bilt Bar instead? 130 calories. Bilt Bar is the new Thanksgiving dessert. Make it a tradition in your family. Whether it's a coconut cream pie, piss that off. Get a, get a coconut Bilt Bar instead. Put it on a little plate like Mr. Pitt in Seinfeld and cut it up with a knife and fork so you look fancy. Instead of your raspberry pie, get a raspberry Bilt Bar. Get your family involved. Hey guys, I brought desserts. Don't need to eat this. Don't need to be here chugging whipped cream out of a can. I've got Bilt Bar. It's going to be low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. And you can get it for 15% off. But before we do that, there's going to be other deals. Black Friday too. There's going to be delicious flavors, new ones, chucking out all the time. So go to Bilt.com. Use our promo code LOCK15. Get yourself boxes so you can be the hero of Thanksgiving. Bilt.com, LOCK15. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Let's look at some streaming options now across leagues. We'll start with nine category leagues. Um, Dwight Powell, Furkan Korkmaz, Damian Lee, Shake Milton, Jared Vanderbilt, Dorian Finney-Smith, JaVale McGee, and Frank Kaminsky, and the Shark, Bruce Brown Jr. are all rostered in under 50% of leagues, and they can be streamed in for Monday. If we go to the deeper formats, these guys are rostered in under 10% of leagues. McGee, Brown, and Kaminsky, Tyus Jones, Malik Monk, Kent Bazemore, Javante Green, Mo Harkless, and the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. And if we lastly go to points leagues, these guys are all rostered in under 50% as well. Shake Milton, Furkan Korkmaz, Alex Caruso, Frank Kaminsky, JaVale McGee, Dwight Powell, Jared Vanderbilt, Josh the Hitman Hart, and Damian Lee. That will do it for today's What to Watch For. I'll be back later on with a full recap of all of Sunday's games. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. But if you're here on YouTube, I want one thumb, two thumbs. I'll give them all the thumbs right up the middle. Leave your comments down below. Tell me how good this black t-shirt looks. It's just a plain black t-shirt, but just write it anyway. And uh, subscribe and share and notification bell. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.